unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Alticast, everybody. I'm super stoked. Uh, Latoya was under the weather last week. It was nasty last week for me. Yeah. Food poisoning can never be fun. This is my second time ever. And the second time within uh, two years. So it must be on a roll. What were you eating? Um, I I don't know if it was either me eating a beet sandwich a beet as in b-e-e-t yeah yeah. like the ground thing that comes out of the ground but it had cheese and stuff on it Mm -hmm. or i I still haven't figured out but Mm. i'm just glad that it's done um and then yeah last week sucked and i also existential ennui yeah yeah Uh, uh, food poisoning will do that to you dude we had some super existential and i was on my period so it was a double whammy (laughs) i was a bloody mess good at all just wasn't gonna happen but that was last week yeah well i'm glad that you're last week uh i was alone and i no it's fine it's fine i did a whole thing because of westworld and all the deep themes it makes me think about I talked about humanism and anti-humanism and Westworld and then Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg because that just makes me so happy like nothing makes me more happy than Martha Stewart being being hip and being awesome and just so anyways it was weird last week Uh, and I learned a lot and I've also been going through some existential ennui but I have to like clear that out because what's the point like I mean come on I Everything's fine in my life. I just, for some reason, like every once in a while, I get super dramatic and I'm like, is that because I'm a girl or is that because I'm a human? Or no, is that I call because... it first world problems. Right, first world problems. I tried to write a joke about it. You know, it's like I the Warriors lost last night, sadly, but I haven't even been able to take joy in the Warriors winning because I have such white lady problems that I can only like experience joy through other people's failure. So like when LeBron sucked his own balls the other night, I was like, yeah, everything's right in the world. Everything is great. Um, But that's only because I can rejoice in other people's failure because I've just been so, I mean, winning. That's just, who's gonna do that? Winning, that used to be a thing. I don't feel like I'm winning. I feel like I'm just stuck. Oh. Yeah. 
I've been stuck in a rut. Like yeah. I was saying to you before um, uh, we got on the air, I have not did any stand up since December. Wow. I I've been in a rut. I haven't. I've had not had anything to write. I don't want to keep using the same material, especially when it was a new year. I'm like, okay, fresh start. I've been at a writer's blank, a writer's block. And all of a sudden, like I was laying in bed the other night and things started coming to me. And I, luckily I have my notebook by me and I started jotting things down. So, and I think I got, something happened to me on Sunday. I went to a neighbor's barbecue and some, you know, there were a bunch of people that have real, real adult jobs because, you know, mm. I'm just a bartender. No, I'm not. I'm more than that. Um, but, you know, these people have like really nice, you know, scientists and people that work in the tech world and all that. And yeah. someone asked me, you know, what do you do? And I said, well, I, I'm a bartender, but I'm studying for my Cicerone and I'm trying to be a beer expert. And there was something missing a part of that equation when I said that the part that I was missing is like, I, you know, I used to say, oh, well, I do stand up once in a while. Oh, <gasps> you forgot to mention that you do stand up because the thing is, wow, I haven't done it. And That's so big. to me, if I said something, mm. if I told them that I mm-hmm. did that, I would have mm-hmm. been lying to myself mm-hmm. because I felt like that's something, a part of my art form, a part of me that I have not been doing. And I think I've been beating myself up secretly sure. about it. Well, okay. So, uh, I think it was Friedrich Holderling. He was, a a German poet and uh, he wrote some poems about the concept and this is in like the 1700s but the concept of filling the well mm-hmm. and so you, you can't constantly be writing because what are you going to write about it's like you have to fill the well so that right. there's something to draw from to write about right. and when you're constantly writing you just and it's like people who do writing for their job like maybe they write copy for J. Crew or something and they're just spewing out so much verbiage that it's not coming from anything. It's just words. So it's good to take a break. Yeah. And you took like a five month break to sort of. Fig- I mean, I, I don't know. Figure well. out or because I just feel like you know when I whenever I'm here and I do like open mic, even if I suck, I feel relieved after yeah. the fact that yeah. okay I sucked, so I know next week I'll just have to step my game up, or it just still makes me feel good that I this is still the art form that I still like to deep dip dip my feet into and for the past five months i just felt like something is missing and i am you know i'm at home most of the days not doing anything and watching youtube videos right i've been there but and sometimes that's filling the well and then you can find things from that you're like oh i had these sedentary moments in my life and then that can be comedic too because i think i think normal people don't ever express themselves on stage or feel right. the need to like be um it's what Devora said the other day all com- comedians are evangelists and sometimes <laughs> you have something to say and when you don't hey it's cool leave the stage time for other people and yeah. when you've got something to say bring it back nothing makes me crazier than when a comedian gets up on stage and they have n- no idea and they just kind of stand there and it's like You've no, you've no, what? Don't waste our time. Like, stay yeah. at home. It's fine. Give the rest of the stage time to other people until you're ready to. But it sounds like you're right. What were your topics that you're like? Was it the racism? <laughs> I, I was saying um, the fact that all these racist videos that have been coming out are kind of inspiring. 
and uh, that's sad. Do but you mean I the America mean, one? This is America. Oh God, this is America. that bitch. Boom. This is America. Well, you know the parody about that one, right? There's but a childish candy peanut. Yeah, that's a parody? there's a parody that came out, and it's bad. Her name is she's a YouTuber named Nicole Arbor, and it's a woman's edit. So it's she's doing a woman's take. People, it, it's really bad, and everyone's banned or barred her from. It, it's just bad. Well, we can look it we up on that if up. you want to listen to it. Yeah, it's you actually. Yeah, it's it's terrible. But, I, um, yeah, it's it's the thing is like I don't want to keep doing the same recycled shit. Right. And especially if I'm not feeling it. Sure. And that's not fair because I see how people treat how the audience can treat stand up people. Yeah. And the thing is, if I suck that day, it's because I know. Okay, I sucked. Okay, but, but here's the thing, though. It's that's hard. You're such an entertaining individual, and when you're on stage, and not just, and you know, you look great, but you're mm. whether your material or not is super like amazing. You're fucking entertaining, no matter what yeah. you do. Like even if it's. Just making people, I mean, I enjoy you on stage and I think other people enjoy, I think it's one of the reasons why you're so great in the service industry is that you're able to make it look like it's not a stage, but you're on stage. Yeah. Like when you're being, that's how you get tips. Right. Absolutely. Is you personality. personality. So don't beat yourself up and say, oh, I do when I did, because you, you're, you are 15 steps ahead of most people when they start comedy because you already have like a stellar personality. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're like, yeah. <laughs> and you're comfortable on stage and you're great with microphones and you can talk. So you've got like, and if you're writing again, you've got material that's like yeah. touching your soul and fucking yeah. I mean, and the, it, I think it's just like, you know, I'm, there was, when people have asked me recently, you know, what I do, I felt like there's this, just this void. I'm like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do right now. Right. And it's kind of embarrassing to myself, not to the general public when I say this, but to myself, I'm kind of embarrassed because I'm like, wait a minute, there's something in this scenario of me that's missing and sure. it's comedy. Right. And that's why I'm like, okay, I, I think just, you know, like I said, laying in bed the other night, all of a sudden everything just started, the wheel started churning. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, it's, and plus, I also too getting older. Like, my birthday's coming up in Ooh. August, Ugh. and every year I dread birthdays. So yeah, that's another thing. It's so hard because <laughs> birthdays are so weird because there's this weird, especially growing up in America. There's this weird expectation put upon birthdays that this is the day that people celebrate you in school or your birthday. You have all these like as a child, I was the expectations were created, yeah, and then they still exist, and it's like. I wish we were more like Jehovah's Witnesses and we didn't have motherfucking birthday parties. You're not special. You're not. It's like, but it is. We are. And it is nice when people celebrate us. But the problem is when you have a day that's loaded with expectations where you want to be celebrated and if it doesn't happen in the way that you want, it can be devastating. Well, mine is getting older. Right. Well, I, you look I, I, gorgeous. Come on. Thank you. But I, I, I'll be 37. That's weird for a me to baby, say. baby. Just a baby. I, well, no. Well, to, I'm mid to late. And I'm 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 scared. No, Ooh, am fine. I getting vulnerable? Just just yeah. just lie about your age. If you're worried about it, <laughs> I still it's no said, big deal. You know, I've started doing that. I say I'm 35. There you That's go. Just, I'm, and, but just, I'm actually 36. Sure. 30. Ooh, see, even when I say I 30, know the truth I, comes out I on the I say 36 though. Yeah, 36. <laughs> there you go. That's but um, yeah, I've just been having these moments, and I'm, I'm done with Belga. 
Boga? Like Belga. yoga? Oh, Belga. Belga. The restaurant. Oh, right, 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 right. That I've been at for three years. Yeah. I just, again, last week. You had, had the breaking point. You walked off the plank. You said, you know what? I know how to swim. I'm out of here. I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. I, I hadn't been there for a moment. Um, I've been working at my other job, McKellar, which that's more of a job that I like because it's beer. Sure. Um, Belga is the place. I have a lot of marina jokes out of it. So <laughs> God bless. I still have some. Um, Did you but, do it dramatically? Were you like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck no, you, you're cool, I fuck actually, you, I'm out? I actually put in my two weeks back in March. Wow. <laughs> um, but a friend of mine who uh, is manager there said, you know, we're going through transition. She's like, please just stay, you know. Um, there's a lot of shit going on here. You know, you've been here since day one, blah, blah, blah. And she's my girl. And so I stayed and I was there, working there maybe one or twice a week. And I hadn't been there for a while. And then I worked last week and I just stepped into that place. And I'm just like, I started to remember like, you felt dirty. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, creepy. The I look on your face this. is like, I just, yeah, it's, I, can't, I can't, I can't subjugate yourself anymore I can't to these, do this anymore. can't and, kowtow to these rich bitches. Right. And it's, it's been yeah. three years. Yeah. I can hold a job. I'm not, I mean, come it's on. It's not about that. It's not about that at it's all. It's not about that it's at just all. Like, People I, are lucky to have you in their employ. Yeah. They should be. That's loyalty. And then I, I think also too, I saw people that were, uh, that used to work there, that came in there that day, mm. who have moved on in their careers. Like sure. they're still in the service industry, but they're, you know, doing other things. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm still here. Right. And I'm still like serving like fucking sausages well, and, and but shit. So this actually gets to a bigger philosophical issue is, which also comes with age. Like, are we doing anything? Do we have worth? Is what we're, does what we do have meaning? Like, so the AltaCast, we have, we have tons of downloads. People are listening to us yeah. just talking Thank about whatever. Guys. Thank you for listening. But then it's like, okay, so do we put our worth in that or where, where do we derive in, in our society? We're taught that your work and the money that you make is your worth. Whereas our intrinsic value as humans isn't necessarily the ducats that we can, you know, troll in with our work labor. Um, but so why, why are we doing it? What are we doing? Like, I mean, did I miss the boat? Should I have had a kid? I mean, or like the house or should I, you know, like, should I be scared about where I'm living? Am I going to be in the same place in seven years? Is that a problem? Is that okay? Like all of these. And then it gets even higher than that where it's like, all right, first world problems. Like, right. I'm, I mean, yes, I I love, am I feeling fulfilled? Like, and I love how you talk about, you know, how our our worth is you know our worth is with how you know how much we make and what have you but what stain have you made on on this stain, earth stain that's nice that's yeah. a dirty way to think about exactly. it exactly what 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 have you done for you know what's your platform rather than just making money for yourself but and to buy a house no like, one remembers anyway because even when i like did work with junior hires and i felt like i was changing lives in you know 99 to or 97 to 2001 and i thought oh i'm making a difference in the world and this matters nobody remembers that i barely remember that time i don't know do those kids <laughs> still think were there are there kids that i was a camp counselor for that i that were like oh yeah pam benjamin do they remember me no of course they don't maybe so, i mean but it's there might be a few You'll there be might surprised. be a few but like that was my whole my whole universe for many years was like other people's children and it kind of still is but, but is that it, it, 
but you're wild-eyed, twenty-something, and and you you're like, we're gonna change the world, yeah. And I think that's something in your twenties. You're like, especially when you get that, you know, that job. You want to save the world in your twenties, basically. That's what it is. You want to. But you, then when you don't save it, then what's our word? Disappointed. Right. And then what do you, you what you sell out to corporate America? I did that for a minute. And then, and then what? And then we go, oh, look at us be artists. But you but, try, but, so this was the thing this weekend is when I got in a fight and it was brought to my attention that like, I'm really just a loser. Like, I like <laughs> no, to pretend. No, well, thank you for saying that. But I like to pretend that this is all something or that. But, you know, like, it's, is it? Like, it, does Mutiny Radio make a difference? It, yes, do, it do, does, actually. I really do. Like, like I said. Ah, it's Poji. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, it's Poggi. Hold on, hold Bitch on. Bitch ass Poggi. But I feel like as you know, you've taken care of this place, been in charge of this place for what six years now? Coming up on yeah. six. Six yeah. years. Oh boy, the pressure. <laughs> the pressure. No, there's and, no pressure. It's not brain surgery. It's and fine. The fact of the matter is just like within that six years, it's been a roller coaster for this oh, it's place. It's still a roller coaster. And it's still a roller coaster. Oh yeah. And luckily, you've gotten some of the cockroaches out of here. Right, but you the know. cockroaches had money, so that was the exciting part. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're joined by, speaking of cockroaches, we're joined by uh, Steve Poggi, Poet. even after the aftermath. Even after that. Oh, my God, really? That story is still going? Okay, so to catch you up on Poggi. Oh, Lord, what happened? Uh, he wrote this amazing poem, uh, and it's a it's a breakup poem. I, c- I can actually bring it up, and I can I can read it. I can do a uh, an interpretation of it. It's so good. Uh, but it was like a text message breakup. You can't text message breakup! But he, he did. It was, it was across the country, so he's allowed to do it. Oh, okay. But she was like crazy person and so now i guess it's still happening poji's being um stalked by future wife but but here's the other thing is he set up an expectation language is real and when you set up when you start calling someone future wife they get some expectations in their head yep. so her aftermath might have been poji caused well yeah poji well, the problem with her is that she was just super insecure uh well that's usually so what comes like, with the territory I'm like moving you across the country, I'm buying you dinner, and then you're going to text message me like, are you still interested in me? Do you still want to do this? Well, no. No, I don't. You're not getting what I'm putting down. Uh, That sounds like a big shit storm of insecurity. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was just like, once that popped up like three or four times, I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm not into it. How about that? I, I was so terrible in my 20s with my ex-husband I was so insecure and I would constantly ask him if I looked fat in this which was dumb because I've never really weighed over 130 pounds the so the, the question in the whole context of the thing like I ruined my own marriage by being so insecure I, I was constantly asking him what he thought about the way I looked and I could have just waited for a compliment because once you ask for a compliment, you're not really going to get one if yeah. you're with a stubborn right. person because they're like, fuck you. I'm not going to compliment you now. You're asking for compliments. What's wrong with you? <laughs> grow, a fu- grow a fucking, it, get, grow a backbine. Grow a go backbine. Spine. 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 <laughs> grow a spine. Uh, Poji, we've missed you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing uh, my iron workers pre-apprenticeship classes. Good. Oh to uh, see if I'm going to make the cut. So I've been having to work from 9 in the morning to 4.30 and then going to class from 6 to 10. Wow. That's a long Did day. Did they t- pay you for your work, though? Your oh, work no. Day? No, this is like... Your work like, day is free? Be, 
you used to have to pay to take this class. You used to have to pay like $300 just to take this class for them to be in the pool to consider you to actually like join the pre the apprenticeship program. Whoa. Then you'll make money once you join. But once you're in the apprenticeship program, you start making money. Uh, well, it depends on if a contractor picks you up. Right. You start well, to get trained, but it depends on the like kind of work you're doing. I've talked about this with... Uh, my buddy Emily, who's in Local 6, and she's an electrician now, and it was a very similar program, but they pay. You You don't pay for class. Once you're accepted into the program, they just start paying you for the work during the day, but you still have to do the classes at night, yeah. and you can't miss any of them. Um, no. So it's like, ah, yeah. it's a lot of time. Food poisoning or no food poisoning. So you have no time to have a significant other anyways. So the whole point is moot. No, well, I mean, at least for the, I did last week, and this is my last week of that. And then we'll see if I get accepted into the program. Of course um, you, how, are you welding yet? Like point space. Have What's you welded that? yet? You've, you got, I mean, I've done welding outside of this, but not through the program. This is oh. all strictly like classroom book work. Wow. Cool. Like we do go out into the yard and we do what's called packing iron. Which is where you have to take a 10-foot iron rod that weighs 150 pounds, and you have to lift it up, set it on your shoulder, and walk it like 20 feet. Oh, my God. Are you okay to do that? Yeah. I mean, I've been good, but on Monday, I totally tweaked and, like, fucked up my shoulder. Because when you get, like, when you're lifting it up, if you get in the middle of it, technically you have 75 pounds on each side of it. Right. It's a fulcrum. Yeah, but I was a little short of that, so I had to exert a lot of like muscular energy to get this thing up, mm. and it just messed my shoulder up bad. So I've been Yikes, nursing dude. that, fighting oh. through that. Old man poach. But you used to you used to play football, so you just kind of have to get back in shape here. Well, I mean, if anything, that's a detriment because all that's done is worn my joints down and messed my body up. Oh, getting and tackled. Hasn't physically prepared me for anything. <laughs> But, I mean, the the discipline and all that stuff that you went through, I mean, at least you can, like, reapply some of those. Yeah, yeah. Do some the squats. game of it, I can. Like, I left work early today to study because we have a fire test that we have to take today. Like, it's been nonstop tests between math, which is, like, Ugh. multiplying fractions, My <laughs> converting favorite. decimals to fractions. And that's that it's all that hard. That's but pretty I don't, easy stuff. I don't remember the steps that's Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I I only remember because I had to teach math in high. I was a high school math teacher for special ed. So I'm like. That's why you remember. It's a little bit slow, fresh for you. Fractions to decimals to uh, all that that stuff is is. uh, I hate that. Yeah, I was like, uh, I think I'm supposed to flip the numerator and the denominator. (laughs) Yeah, when you're multiplying. Yeah, Yeah. when yeah, yeah. So I I got through that. We've taken a gang of tests, and out of all the tests, there's been 167 points possible for you to get, and I'm at uh, like 158. That's amazing! Wow, you're congratulations! Yeah. You're still That's excited. an A. I, I'm you're in an like A. The top level of the class, ideally. Right. That would Damn. be that would be like you know you're at like 93 yeah. percent, or at 93 or 94 percent, or. 0.93 or 0.94. That's pretty. So, <laughs> that's a little math. Fractional. Just like showing up and being on time. 
Like, that's like you get 50 points a day for doing that. Ooh. We've had one guy who hasn't been on time since the class has started. Well, now, he's see, not going to make the cut. Now, isn't that no. reflected of, like, how good, good students versus bad students, like, something so easy of, like, just, just show up on time. That's all you got to do to get points. It kind of reminds you yeah. of high school, okay, right? Okay, so I just did the real math, and I'm a fucking genius. I said .94, and it came out. I divided, because a fraction would be 158 over 167. And I said, oh, 93, 94%. It's .946. So it's actually, if you round it up, it was to 95%. But I was damn close Bitch. in my head. <laughs> I mean, Bitch. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to show off there for a you second. You should show off your math skills, because yeah. I don't have any. It's all its all just guesstimating. I don't, I, I'm bad at math. Yeah, but, I mean, if you don't encounter it, you, you just, you're not used to doing it. No, I encounter it. I just don't like it, and it doesn't like me. <laughs> but Matt no, that has feelings. That's pretty dope, though. Like one fifty-seven out of what? One sixty-eight. One sixty-eight. He's an ace. He's yeah. a solid That's ace, a dude. A. You, you, you're determined. That have, like missed that amount just off of one test. Yeah, so. that's your determination is... He's killing it. You're, yeah. So he's also a poet. Let me let me do this poem. Uh -oh. Let oh, me do this, this prose poem. Oh, this let poem. me do this prose poem for you guys. Okay, uh, here we go. I'm not interested anymore because I work a lot. I'm fucking tired. I don't feel like doing anything physical and I don't want to sleep in a bed with someone else. I leave for two weeks. When I come back, we're starting our busy season. I've already been told we have to work nine days straight. At the end of that nine days, I start my iron workers training. So my schedule is going to get busy and between all that work, throwing in comedy and trying to hang out with my friends one day a week, you're not going to be happy. Just with my regular work schedule, You've twice now gotten all insecure on me. Do you regret doing this? And I guess I can assume you're not into this anymore. And I realized you were you weren't going to be happy with me. So when I got the second, are you into this? I decided to say no, because I felt like I didn't. I was just prolonging the inevitable. I was hoping that when you moved up here, it would make things easier, but it just made things harder. It's hard to feel comfortable in a house with a Rottweiler who's bit you. I'm sorry, it just is. Every time I'm over there, I have to keep an eye on that dog because I don't know what it's going to do next. That's an intense situation situation for someone who doesn't have pets. I kept hoping it would get better. I kept giving it time, but now I'm so exhausted that I don't believe any of this will work. And so I was honest with it. Wow. That's a great breakup. Wow. So, okay. Bring the thunder. So wait, how long had you guys been, you know, together? <laughs> I mean, I've known her since the seventh grade. Oh, oh, th oh this is the broad. That's that one broad. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, like, I don't know, since I moved back, she was talking more and more and more. And it was weird. Like, she was so excited and so optimistic. And then whenever I was, like, doing, like, relationship stuff, it was like, are you sure about this? I don't know. What's going on? Are we okay? I love the voice you do it with. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, man, I just... I can't go through a crazy-ass workday like that and then come home and then make sure that you're you know sound mentally yeah because you're freaking the fuck out well i mean also with what you're doing right now you you want to stay focused and with all that unnecessary drama is going to make you unfocused on what's something that's so close man you, i had to i had to pull some hardcore coldness yeah i mean because this, i was uh this I is your future for a math test yeah and then she had texted me like in the middle of it like i set this time when I take my class at night, so during the day I was all set up to like 
do work for this test because I, w- I wasn't familiar with this. I forget what we were doing. It might have been fractions or decimals. I don't remember, but I needed the time to like reteach myself how to do it and get back into the groove of it. And she texted me in the middle of it like, I'm having a horrible day. Today's the anniversary of the three years since my father passed. And it's I need your emotional support now. I need, I need. You're like, I have nothing to give. I was like, man, I got to study for this test, dog. I'll catch you later. Well, see, this is why you're not ready well, but for the, any kind of But the thing is, right when now. he called her future wife, in her brain, I think he set up expectations for support and whatever I wanted him, this is what I want. So she had these ideas in her head about what the yeah. relationship was. She should have said that shit. And couldn't, she just couldn't get over... The, she was like seeking out a, emotional support and you're like, sorry, I don't have it. And she's got to learn that there, there. Well, I mean, it's note to self: Don't ever say that shit to another broad unless you, <laughs> unless you actually put well, a ring on it. Here, here's a here's a thing for you to take into consideration. I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts, and yeah. one of the podcasts that I listened to, they had this doctor who was an expert in uh, sexuality and sociology, hey. and he was saying that with men, you get attracted to women for one of two reasons. One is like the lust aspect of the attracted aspect. And the second one is the nurturing aspect. Mom, like, mother. Wow, she could be a good mother to my children. Yep. She could be solid and relied upon. She makes good financial decisions, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, uh, very rarely do you find someone who's equally balanced in both areas. It's usually one or the other. Right. Yeah. And you're not looking for nurturing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's an aspect. I don't want it to be devoid. Right. But you're not like, you're not I think seeking most, like this. I don't know. I don't know what, are you even caring right now? Or are you just like, go for the lust thing? I don't have time for anything else. I mean, I under, I can no, totally no. understand that when there's no time, when you're focused on yourself and there's just no time for a relationship. Yeah. That's when Tinder is important. Exactly. Get your rocks well, off see, and be done. The thing is like, I've been, <laughs> yeah. I've had the extreme swinging opposite is I get these girls who I'm either attracted to physically who have the ugliest personalities you could ever imagine (laughs) or I get attracted to the nurturing supporting type and then I'm just not attracted to them at all yeah that happens because you don't want to suck on your mom's tit. I mean, I guess you did when you were little, but you don't want to do it as an adult. That's like, uh. I mean, not even not even nurturing towards me, but just as a person in general, you know, takes care Gentle. of themselves, you know, is kind towards other people Gentle. who, uh, you know, you see how society begins to shape these people. Especially as you get older and you get down to the fucking bottom of the bucket. <laughs> well, and That's you, true. I mean... It, it, I guess life and your choices and what you want can vacillate wildly. So it's like, and how do you, I just, I don't even understand. You're in a place in the world where I don't even know what those people are like. And I hate to be like those people because it sounds kind of like I'm Midwesternist. But, <laughs> but I, I think it, it goes, it goes on here or what have you. But I, I just, well, I feel the Midwest aspect is there's more like when you're in San Francisco, the societal pressure 
is to be open-minded, experience new things, right. and accept things for what they are without trying to push judgments or preconceived notions on them. Whereas in the Midwest, there's more Get of a married. focus on Marriage. tradition, uh, tradition. normality, tradition. and following what you're, you know, I worked here because my great great grandpappy did. Yeah. This is what we do. Get married, have children, have a family, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah, I mean, out here, dude, people are pregnant and married by like year one out of high school. Wow. Yeah, my first wedding was when I was 18 after my friend graduated from high school, but they're divorced now. Haha. Ha. So let's play a game with Steve Poggi. Yeah. Uh, what are the qualities that you, if you were to say, all right, right now in my life, even where it is right now with being insanely busy, um, and you know, working on yourself and doing this future thing with the welding, et cetera, what would you want out of a woman now? Are you just looking for like a person to have sex with? Or are you like, no, I could, if the right person came along, if they were this and this and this and this, I could foster some. I think he's fucking his math book. <laughs> no, because uh, I mean, at this point, like you forget when uh, when I was a younger gentleman, <laughs> I was a handsome young wild stud. You're so still I've done handsome, all Steve the Crazy sex, one night stand stuff. Like I, I've been that route, and once you get access to it a lot, you realize that it's just very hollow. Mm. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't want just that. I'd like somebody who's one, a solid person. If we go out to eat, don't be fucking shitty to the wait staff uh-huh. or rip people off. Or, you know, if we're driving along, don't be like, oh, look at that bitch. What the fuck? Are oh these ex-girlfriends you've had that, that were like this? <laughs> and at the same time, I don't I don't want to be, you know, if it comes down between having sex with you and eating ice cream, I'm like, well, ice cream is delicious. <laughs> And ice cream's not going to give you drama. It'll just give you gas. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it depends on the drama. I, I mean, I could see someone being like, hey, where are we at right now? Or what are we doing? Sure. But like all the fucking time, it's like, get it to fucking get it. You're a good are you person. still into me? That's-, That's why I'm around you. I'm buying you shit. Anytime you need something, I help you with it. And then I think the key thing is to have a common activity or hobby that you're both engaged in equally. Right, yeah. Besides drinking. Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you can't just, Th- that's the easiest thing. You know, oh, we get thing, up together and we but... talk shit on Becky from work. Like, right, right. Because, well, that goes into the about. shitty person catalog. Yeah, the negative. Like, in, right. If they're, it, is, it sucks. And I, I know, too, I've been really negative lately. And Jonathan told me, he's like, you're always negative. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just negative around you. Like, because I'm trying so hard to be positive around other people that I just constantly shit on you. And he was like, around. he was like, why do you do that? And I'm like, cause I'm a dick. I'm sorry. And then it was like, I, I, I realized like, wow, I really am a shitty negative person. I'm like, why is he hanging out with me? I'm like, but kind of being terrible. You, that's not really, really who you are. It's just like, you're just going through your first world problems. Right. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going through my first world problem being number one. Why am I not fulfilled? <laughs> I have hot and cold yeah. running water and I have a toilet whenever I want it. And I'm like, but I'm not fulfilled. And you have someone that loves you. I do. I have someone yeah. that loves me. 
Yeah. And I and I have a nice place to live, and my cat is dying. But other than that, wait, what? Well, Spike Aww. is dying. He's old. He's so old. I have to find a new way to give him food. He's not able to crunch food anymore. He's only been licking food, so he Aww. eats like an egg and cream and sour cream, and that's baby not, food will work. Well, but he won't eat. I don't think he'll. He won't like lick. So I'm gonna take his dry food and I'm gonna make it into like a gravy and have him lick that. But I'll maybe I'll try ba- meat yeah. baby food. But he's just I don't think not. They, they don't make like meat baby food though. He needs straight protein. Right. No, they, they have like cat. they have chicken and vegetables. We've been feeding our cat that because our dog ca- attacked our cat. So we have. I have to feeding, start yeah. force feeding him. I think yeah. I have a syringe, so I just have to fill it up and shoot it in. See, with the way you're talking about that, and you're not getting as you're not getting too emotional, is something that you've already prepared for. Well, like, I'm trying to fix him if yeah. I can, but he's yeah. dying. But he's getting skinny and he's getting old. You're not in denial about no. what's going to happen as for and, and that's that's kind of sets of like the tone of like what's going on with you right now like you're not in denial about anything you're right. just like well i've just been a shitty person you know but that's not really me I, and i'm sorry my cat's dying but you know i'm prepared but i'm just letting you know i'm not in the denial about my shit right well, and the thing is, I'm not going to take him to the vet because it had stressed him out so much to put him in the box and taking him anywhere that that's just not worth right. it. It really isn't. Um, I might I'm have a veterinarian friend come so over. They don't have like a vet that'll come to your they, place. They do. And I have, I have a lot of, I mean, I was in veterinary school with my ex-husband practically there so for you know three stuff. years. So I know a bunch of veterinarians. So I could actually, I know a couple of veterinarians in town be like, hey, come over for a bottle of wine. Check out my cat. <laughs> Tell me, like he's dying, right? Okay. Yeah. But he's not like, he's still peeing and he's still That's pooping and I mean he's still eating so everything's good he's not like yeah, he's just getting older he's just getting old just like us just like us we're slowly dying in the inside yeah <laughs> well no I mean I'm trying not to it's just it's one of those things where I feel like as I'm getting older so I, I can't have to talk to come to Jesus talk with myself yesterday because I saw that London Breed who's the mayor one of the mayoral candidates she's the same age as me she's 43 and it made me feel like a dick because I was like she's accomplished so much and she's running for mayor and she's my age and I'm like I'm drunk all the time and I love weed yeah you're not giving yourself enough credit how many I mean how many masters or how wait, many wait, 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 but mean, am I using them and what am I like I've come my other come to Jesus talk with myself was why am I doing so much open mic comedy and it's to feel better about drinking all the time because <laughs> if, if I'm just at Bender's drinking if, well if I'm at Bender's yeah. drinking what's the point if I'm I feel like a loser I feel like a loser but if I especially if I'm there for like four hours but if I if I am drinking during a night but I go to four open mics or even three in four hours you're being productive I, well, that's it makes. But is it a mask for my alcoholism? Is it and so that I'm like, because I'm like, I'm not a famous comedian. Like, I'm, I think I'm funny, and audiences seem to like me at open mics in San Francisco. But like, what's really? Nothing's really happening with that. So is it just a mask for my alcoholism? And do I have to get real with that? Should I be like, because there's no way that I'm going to be able to continue doing comedy if I stop drinking? It could. It could be a little bit yeah. of both, though. It could be a little bit of both. Honestly, I mean. One of the reasons why I like bartending, I like talking about alcohol. Obviously, my future is going to be in the alcohol business. I love alcohol. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, what you're talking about, I feel is like it comes with the territory with comedy, really. Any kind of alcohol or drugs comes with 
it comes with any, if any kind of entertainment because we're insecure truly and we want to feel better about ourselves <laughs> and sometimes well, you need a little like help it's, it's like reward it's like when you're a kid and you do something and they give you a cookie like if you go to an open mic which fucking sucks you have to watch all these terrible people <laughs> try to find their voice and then you have to go up there to a disjointed audience that's not really replicant of a real show but hey you get to have this thing that makes you feel better like I, right now, I'm studying for this fire test, and I'm going over all of my notes and everything, getting ready for the big test on Friday. But I'm doing it at a bar where I can smoke indoors and I can drink a Budweiser. Nice. But you're studying. You're being productive. Mm-hmm. See, my thing there with, with the enhancement of rewards. If right. I was just and at here's my house. I'd be like, ah, let's play Star Wars. Here, here, let's play thing. Star Wars. The thing is, <laughs> I, I I really feel like there's a difference here when it when what both of you guys are talking about because. What you're doing with the comedy at booze, yes, it does come with the territory. But the thing is, you're not using that. You're not using alcohol to be funny. No, you're I'm not just using it so I don't kill myself on an open mic, like stab myself in the eyes, listen to the same fucking not funny jokes from the other comedians. That's all I'm yeah. doing. It's like, how can I have a smile on my face right now when I'm like, seriously, it's never, the, your rape joke has never worked. Like, it's not going to work tonight either. That's some shit. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. That's kind of the big reason why, like, I drifted away from comedy. I mean, I'm still doing it here and there, but it's much more on my terms. Like, I'll, something will happen. I'll go, oh, that'd be funny to say to the stage. And then I write it down instead of forcing myself, like, I need something new. I need new bits. What can I say that's new? Right. And through that, like, release of stuff, it's, it's freeing. Like, if you want to be successful in comedy, you have to have comedy goals that you're constantly worked for. I already achieved all mine. The comic that I liked the most, that I thought was the funniest, said that I was hilarious and he loved my shit. And you opened for him. I toured around the country. Check. I toured around the country while flying. Check. I headlined comedy clubs. Check. Like, there's nothing that I feel left that I need to go after. Like, if you're just doing comedy aimlessly, like a fucking, you know, lost boater out in the middle of the ocean just rowing, (laughs) then it's like, what's the point? Stop, drink some seawater, go insane and die. <laughs> and then, you know, the comedy the comedy industry is not very easy to get into. And especially the way if you're doing it old school, such as what you used to do, which, believe it or not, touring as a comedian is old school because all you have to do now is just make a YouTube channel. I just, I can't well, get no, with the future. Now, I mean, if anything, everything's in your favor, Pam. <laughs> because all these clubs now are getting pressured to hire more minority comics, more female comics, yeah. more victimized people that are woe is me. Well, the, the, the should be victimized. Somebody comes out of places of people that are suffering. Yeah, but the 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 Midwest is not going to like my abortion jokes. They're going to boo where. me off the stage. It, it depends where. Well, I do yeah, seventeen year late term abortion. You're writing about Ninja Turtles, but people want to read about Batman. Right, fucking Batman. Right, yeah. I think it depends, though, in the Midwest where you are. Like, if you're in the suburbs, you can forget about it. But say, like, if say St. Louis, if you're in St. Louis proper, like on the south side of St. Louis, like Soulard, that abortion joke will fly. Right. You know, because it's on the wings of a baby angel. Based on, is this an important life aspect with something that you struggled with that you had to learn? 
Or are you saying things that you think other people are going to find funny? Right. Or shock value. I try not to, to. I mean, okay, so this has been my new thing. I've been going to a lot of open mics and I've been working on things. And what I realized is that I just have to be likable at the beginning. And so for a long time, I was getting up and I was opening with my favorite jokes. But they aren't, they don't paint me in a likable light so I learned through my like I did like I started doing 10 open mics a week again like even more than that for three weeks I was like 10 plus open mics a week and I started doing really well only because I made sure that my I made sure they liked me before I went into my stuff that I knew they weren't going to like me but they already liked me so then they liked the joke but I think of it in the terms of having to prove that you're funny uh, every time you go to open mic night there's people that are funny and there's people that are not funny. Mm-hmm, so the right. easiest way to do that is to say something about the performer that you're following or something that has happened in the room if it's a genuine take. Yeah, Like, absolutely. my common thing is if I go on at open mic night, some guy will have a joke about, man, I was at Starbucks and some guy, da 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 And then I'll do the opposite. I'll go up on stage and be like, man, I was at Starbucks and I did this to a guy and that to a guy. And boy, did piss. Right, And then people right off the bat get that connection and then they're like, okay, he couldn't have pre-written that. He's got to be funny. It's very subconscious. Or I'll do something based off of someone's look. Like, oh, that guy looks like Rick Moranis fucked a German shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) And then then people laugh at that, the brazenness and the, oh, okay, this guy's on his own terms kind of a thing. Right. And then you go into your actual set. But to go up on your set and think of it like a late night show where you just start doing your material, nobody's going to fucking buy into that at all. Right. Everyone's built to resist that at that point. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you, if you don't get into your program, you should just start teaching comedy classes and you should start your own. Fuck uh, that. I don't want all those weirdos hanging around me. Hey, you could get some really cute, hot students. You just, you've already got the bar. Yeah, insecure. Am I funny? Is this punchline good? Wait. Oh my God. Come on, why Professor can't Professor Pogey. Favorite? Professor Pogey. You could totally teach at Forest Park. That's where I went to. Uh, at a comedy, like I have a comedy course. Yeah, That'd you, be you should. That'd be dope. You, yeah. You'd be great. <laughs> Professor Pogey. You have I'm all gonna, the credentials. I'm, my new, my new idea now is to make a TV show called Roast This Job Site. Where I go to different <laughs> job sites of construction workers and just start roasting them. <gasps> That's that funny. Is, actually, that is a That's brilliant a really idea. That's a people do construction, there's a built-in market, like Christian rock song. Right. Oh my God, yeah. that's no, brilliant. It's, it's, it's true, and you could, they all, they all take their lunch break. I mean, what it would be is, it would be like during the lunch break, everyone's there, sitting everybody down, they're eating their sandwiches or whatever. You bring the Job Rocker Max, and you do, uh, you bring your little, like my portable PA, you know the Job Rocker Max, yeah! The 50-hour battery life, it's got the microphone, you can have a Bluetooth, play music, but you could do it live. That would be amazing. I can totally see. That would see, be amazing. I could, For some reason, I could yeah. totally see something like on HGTV. Oh my God. Of you doing exactly. something like that. Yeah. You know, because that is, you just tapped into a market that has not Never been, been tapped into. And yeah. you know, and people, they have senses of humor. People that work have senses of humor. Oh, actually, absolutely. Yeah. That, because that's that, all they do all day long is bust each other's balls. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's no actually. microaggressions and fucking ironwork when you're four stories up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like you get like they they cheat death almost every day by Hell not falling. Yeah. yeah. 
Oji's gonna do or hurting it. themselves. That's actually a great market. It's a really that's a really good idea. And you've already said it here on the Altacast, so it's don't like, steal nobody's no, idea. No, so no one can steal it because you have a timestamp. We know that today was the twenty second, twenty third. What is today? It's a Wednesday. It's the twenty third. It's the twenty third of May. And uh so we know now that if anybody comes up with that idea after this that they stole it. They from stole you, it. And we can sue them for your intellectual Beef. property. Fake news. Exactly. Yes. Mm. Well, going on to more pressing issues, what do you think of Westworld? Oh my God, it's so amazing. And last week I did a whole show about humanism and anti-humanism as philosophical concepts because of what's been going on in Westworld because it's, it's changing my life. And like, I haven't thought about philosophy this much since... Like, well, I did just finish reading Marx, but uh, I've been really thinking about and the, all of the Shakespearean stuff that they're bringing in, all of the King Lear shit going on with with uh, Papa Abernathy. So cool. Like, they're really weaving in so many layers, and it's all super smarty pants shit. But even if you're a dummy, you can still enjoy the show, which I love. So it's kind of like Sesame Street, but on a really grand scale, right? Because, like, yeah. there are jokes. There's things built in there that people can get or don't get, and can see or can't see but you can still be like this is a rad story and then when she fucking cut his face off oh my god samurai Don't world tell sorry me. it was I'm so behind. good i cannot yeah. get involved if in I this say, conversation I, because when i say cut his face off it's not in any way you could ever possibly have imagined because fucking westworld it's westworld like it's, right. ah, it was yeah but it this whole what's going on is blowing my mind because i'm like did Ford truly write Maeve's story? Well, she was supposed to escape, and we knew about that, but she made a choice and didn't. So is this her, was her consciousness built into the maze? Like, did they know that was going to happen, or do they have their own individual choices? Is that the point of the whole first season with Dolores? Like, she figured out, like, I can make my own choices off script, and that's yeah, consciousness. consciousness. Right, she calls herself Wyatt. Right, because I'm of two minds. The the oh. the rancher's daughter in me wants to see the beauty in you. Well, <laughs> why it wants she, to murder your fucking yeah, face? Must, yeah, yeah. I'm behind. Like I said, okay. what I, what are you on? I am. <laughs> I'm on episode like uh, part of episode three. Oh, okay. So right. I'm behind. I can yeah. get it together. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I've it's been so good. I've been watching. You're gonna other even shit. be late to watching the TV show. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. I just binge watched Dear White People. And uh, what's the other oh, one? Oh, get rid of that propaganda bullshit. You know what? Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm, I, all I have to say is I'm all Westworld. Oh, wait, wait. This is the more important question, Poji. Solo. I haven't seen it yet. It comes no, out. It doesn't I, come I, out I, until it Friday. Yeah, Thursday. it comes out Friday. It's Saturday. I just saw Deadpool 2. This has been a great month for movies. Deadpool too. Uh, I'm um, when they're gonna make some real shit. I'm tired of all this comic book action shit. I'm sorry. I'm over it. I'm so over it. Dude, oh, you know so what I? About Deadpool is that it's hilarious. Wait, wait. wait I've seen. Funny. I've seen the first one, but I'm over it. There is a movie I do want to see. That was. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Um, it's. Um, it was booed and people left at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh-huh. It's called The House That Jack Built. Okay. And it's with Matt Dillon as a serial killer. Wow. And Uma Thurman. It's a really fucked up movie. It's um, the same director that did Dancer in the Dark. And, oh, um, dark. Bjork. Uh, yeah. What's the other one with William Dafoe? Antichrist? Oh, I don't know about Antichrist. Yeah, that's a really fucked up one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of people like left the movie and said it was a terrible movie because it was so gory and it's talking right. about 
psychological stuff serial killers of course um and yeah i i don't know i maybe i'm on another level i just want to see some people die well i mean realistically but that's the thing is isn't i mean when you look at the comic book world there's a lot of people dying but they don't do it in a realistic way they're like in space i'm or, just over it right yeah, right well come back that's the thing that sucks. Well, there's, so, no, there's no risk to it. The, the, well, and the whole thing is that um, when I look at literature or when I look at movies and what I enjoy is when I'm somehow immersed in a character or immersed in the story in such a way that it makes me think about my own life. So when it comes to comic book things, it's so far removed from my reality that it's hard to take those themes and apply them yeah. to my own life. So it's like, well, um, what's the point? Whereas with yeah. a psychological thriller or a, something, something that connects with reality or something that doesn't connect with reality but like, then right, somehow like, does like, like in a Westworld. surrealistic way like Westworld yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's a surrealistic landscape because but, it's it could be now it could be the future but it's still it's humans it's talking about you know your consciousness See, and your for being. Me, it's, it's all about the stakes of the story like when you like I saw the stakes uh, of the story Infinity War and a See, bunch of heroes got movie. whacked in it but it didn't have any stakes because I already know that there's a sequel to Black Panther fans I already know that there's a Spider-Man sequel plan Right. These characters aren't dead. They're going to fucking come back. So what am I worried about? What, what, oh, I see what you're what saying. I, I I feel, I mean, the thing is like, because I used to be like, I used to be one of those people that would go see like comic book movies like Iron Man and stuff. And I did go see Black Panther. And yes, I did dress up. Um, <laughs> dashiki. I did have a dashiki on. Thank you. Um, but were I, you I, late I, to the movie? What would you say? Were you late to the movie? Were you late to the movie? <laughs> Actually, I was. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I hate you. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't miss any part of it though. Just the previous. Just the pre. Fuck the previous the um, commercial. But I feel is like like every movie that comes out is a comic book movie, and the reason why I'm over it is because people people are too dumb to realize that it's not real. Hmm. And I'm starting to see how it's starting to reflect into society where people are doing some really stupid shit that they think they can get away with. And I think it's also a reflection of like what kind of movies you I'm not saying you watch those movies all the time, but the majority of stupid people, that's all they watch. Well, and I agree with you. And I think it's because a lot of the themes and the stakes, what Steve is saying, aren't challenging. Yes. There's no challenge there. So it's like it's a it's well it's yeah. hard it's hard to be it's hard to be a critical thinker or to have critical <laughs> thought about something that is vapid. Mm-hmm. So like it's like trying to take so th- that's that's stuff that bothers me. Shallow vapid things. I'm like, what's the point? Why do I want to see it like I, I have to watch Westworld twice every time and the second time I watch it I'm like ah now I see what's going on but it's I'm watching it in a crit- I'm watching it in an enjoyment way but I'm also you watching it in a critical brain. way yeah because there's so many things yeah. to put together like even just the the different plots there's like a b c d plots and there's a puzzle and there's an overwhelming puzzle and there's story loops like the whole thing and, and they are artists in a different way like right. episode four Every and I won't yeah, no spoilers, but everything they did was adding to the plot's movement. Every shot, every color choice, every 
uh, prop, everything that happened the music. in that, the mu- every single thing in episode four all added to the show and what was happening. There was nothing extraneous and everything had a point and a purpose and it was fucking nuts. I think that's just what, I think that's I've what, actually, I've got to hop off the horn here. Okay. I've got to get another hour study. Okay, study, study, study. study. Fractions, fractions, read, fractions. Read. You're the best. Right. Okay, bye, good luck. Bogey. You're an A. You're, 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 you're a winner. You're stellar. Yay, Yay. Okay, bye. But no, absolutely. I think the critical thinking, like when you would go to the movies, you would have options, correct? Like you would have options like, do I want to see, do I want to feel stupid and watch this superhero movie where I know he's going to live? Or do I want to see something really fucked up and that'll psychologically make me think? Or do I want to see something with a lot of sex in it or romance? Or, or, and there's, and, or, you know, there's all kinds of realms and genres I watched a weird thing on the Netflix I went deep into a Netflix hole and I heard about this movie because I think it got Oscar nominations I'm not sure but it was called The Little Hours oh no I've never heard it has John C. Riley. it's on Netflix right now or is it on HBO we have Amazon Prime and we have Netflix and so it's on one of those but it's called The Little Hours and I know it came out and it's it was a big movie it has John C. Riley and it has Molly Shannon and she's I mean it's it's set in 1347 in Italy wow. at at a nunnery, and it's and James Franco is in it, and he plays this hot stable boy guy. Anyways, it is weird and fun, and they but they it's it's set in 1347, but they still swear, and it's I mean and the the things about women that are in this like the one woman she wants to get married, but her parents can't put the dowry together because the other family wants too much and so they've got her in the nunnery and they're spending money on her and she's like doing all this embroidery and she's really bummed because she just wants to get married and she doesn't want to be a nun and they're sort of forcing her to do it and it, that's one of the interesting story arcs she's in the, the convent yeah. right and there's another one who's um, she's like kind of weird and there, well there's two of them that were poor and they really didn't have any other choice and so they had to go into the convent because that's what you do as a woman in th- 1347 in Italy mm-hmm. in the Give town or to whatever God. and then one of them is a witch and it's really funny but it's and they're all in period costume but they have like modern speech and it is fun it's no sausage party no oh my god <laughs> That one's still out. <laughs> it is. No, but see, now, see, now. We're when James I get Franco off- and John C. Riley in that movie, too. I'm and it, also, it has Aubrey Plaza, too, who is funny, and Steve, or Nick Offerman from uh, both those people from Park and Recreation, which is, they're funny people. I now, you know what I'm going to do now when I when I get off work later? I'm going to watch that movie because it looks fascinating. It's so good. And I like see that kind of stuff. I, I think like. it got, but I think it got a, an Oscar. Did you look it up and see what it I said? I did look it up. I I didn't see anything about it. It probably maybe it got a Spirit Independent Award something because it was good. Yeah, I mean, and I don't usually like James Franco. It's it's on Amazon Video. So yeah, I was on Amazon. Yeah. See, now I didn't hear about this movie coming out. Not even at the independent theaters. Right. And which is another thing that I noticed that no one really pays attention to anymore. Do you remember a point in time that you know, you had an option where you would go see the bam 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 explosion movies, yeah. but you could go to the indie movie and you would hear about it you know and right like people, pieces of april or yeah like or i good mentioned dancer Indian in the movies. dark right, already, right, 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 right you know right, right. yeah stuff yeah. like that now scotland I, pa oh i like that movie i like that movie too. Um, I own it. but 
you don't hear you don't hear anything about any independent movies like how come i didn't hear about this movie but i always hear about fucking avengers right 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 and well, i always it's hear because about, i mean ugh, we know the answer the answer down. is the, the answer is money i right, mean right. that big we know it's a formula and it's blockbuster and they and they love it and, and it's the ever and the thing is yes I, it's all of course we know it's all about the money but this is like the dumbification of like there's no balance like everything has to explode in order to be interesting well okay so no and that's the thing is that we but we watch movies that are about explosions and revolution and it dumbs us into not taking the revolution into our own hands also the only way that we're going to change what's happening right now in america with two percent of the people making over three hundred thousand dollars 98 percent of americans make less than three hundred thousand dollars a year the majority of us and now that they're saying that middle class is 400,000, which is insane. So basically you're saying there's 1% of middle class and there's 1% of upper class and the 98% of us are just working. How much We're money both. did you make We're for your boss board. today? So we have, but the only thing that's going to change is if we rise up in revolu- revolution. But Americans don't want to die. We don't want to. We just want to sit and watch movies. We don't want to stand up for something or stand up for our neighbor or say the way that you're treating that person is irresponsible and we need together to stand up because no, we're all so self-interested now because they've made us all believe that we're self-interested and that we're all such special little snowflakes that we're like, I'm not going to go kill myself for that. Like Right. And you know what this reflects on? The video, This Is America. Uh, this, the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The deflection of what's actually really Look happening. Look at the black people dance. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't I pretty? I wear some Gucci. That's exactly one of the lines he says. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, exactly. But do you see what's going on back here? Yeah. As you're getting entertained by something right. that is not... I mean, does it mean anything? Does it move? I mean, does it help you well, to progress? But it's, it, well, exactly. So, But what we're getting back I mean, to then is critical thought. We... As Americans, I'm speaking for everyone and it's terrible, but what we watch things, we vapidly imbibe images and now we're letting the images that we're already vapidly consuming be even more vapid. Like if you're watching, so one of the movies I watched the other day was 1984, like the original one. And it stands up to today. Motherfucker, it is so good. 1984, great book. Great movie doesn't have to be remade. It's just please great. don't remake it. It totally do it. works, but that is the kind of movie that forwards thought and forwards the concept of what are we doing is the way that we're living okay. But a lot of people go, oh, that's boring. They don't want to confront those issues. <laughs> exactly. And so they just stay in their vapid, shallow pit and they buy their Gucci and they have their their iPhone 10. And then they go see Avengers. And then they go see <laughs> Avengers. And then, right, and then, they, and then they eat something expensive and then they put a picture of it on Instagram. Sheep. Right. Sheep. So, I mean, how do we change things when so many people don't want to be involved in critically looking at our own world and this is what now we're now we're talking about now where we're getting to the art form of like what or why are we artists because we're critically looking at the world around us like where are the artists right you know oh no they're there I know they're they're there but the fact of the matter is just like some some of us are getting so overly saturated with horseshit that I'm like get get yourself out of that hole you gotta you know it's it's how do you and that's we started at the beginning with filling the well artistically how do you fill your well if everything around you is just empty 
Like if all of the... Deep. Right? So like if everything, or if we're surrounding ourselves with emptiness, how do we think that we're going to create in any meaningful way? So it's like, how do we become fuller people? And I think that that the first thing, and I, I sound like a pretentious dickbag, but it's like, you know, we've got to watch less stuff that's already created more reading and then when we do watch something try to curate our choices so that they you know lean more to the side of thought you know don't watch 10 hours of CSI because it's the same story over you know like but that can happen like on a Saturday right or I'm um, like Britain's greatest killers like it's really easy to How get to catch a predator right well but they the Netflix and they're putting us into these there's a whole new thing like binge watching it's like six to eight to ten hours of just vapid consumption and if we can train ourselves to fill the well and look at things critically, it might, I don't know, they actually, our society. I like the fact that you mentioned CSI because there was, um, I watched an interview. Rape. <laughs> <laughs> I watched an interview. It was one of, on one of these news journalist shows. I think it was on MSNBC. Um, but they were talking about why police are the way that they are. And now they were talking about how some of the tv shows correlate to how police out there feel like they're these characters like on a csi or a chicago pd mm-hmm. where it's that's not realistic like right because a lot of they said one of, he was an ex-police officer he said a lot of the majority of police officers are bored and it's a lot it of paperwork consists, yeah exactly it consists of paperwork but then when they get out there they see you know they see these images of what they've seen dun, dun. on some of these tv shows and they think you know pull out your gun and this right. is right this no it, i completely to, yeah, i completely agree like, with you instead of like why you have some of the reasons why these police shoot when when right she first asked questions yeah later. exactly when deadly force is it or police brutality it correlates to some of the images sure. that they're watching they, that we're all watching yeah exactly we're that shaping they, our own consciousness it, that they think oh you know uh-huh, who the victims are we who gotta the perpetrators rough these are. guys up yeah right, they're bad guys exactly yeah. i'm like and you when you think about it and it's really scary because it's your generation my generation uh, younger people who are police officers now who grew up on these shows sure no <laughs> and the, like, the only thing i can compare it to is that growing up rich and white in um from 88 to 92 in danville when i was watching 90210 <laughs> i thought that because it was so similar to my real life that fictional tv show mm-hmm. shaped what i thought uh-huh. was real and life yeah, because okay. I was watching because it it so closely mirrored my they life dressed like you exactly I dressed like them like I, we were all very wealthy all of the and, and like that them. well and that became like well this is what we do we gossip about people or we like the storylines or what how I was learning how to be a human being was based off a fictional TV show, specifically 90210, which is a travesty, but it's the same thing as the cops. It so similarly mirrored what my life was like that it changed my own reality fictitiously. But what's sad is <laughs> you were how old? Right. So and I then, was I was four, you know, thirteen right, to exactly. seventeen. Right. Okay. And then the difference is what these cops are what they grew up watching. This leads to death. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, 
if everybody would just watch um, Angela Lansbury murder she wrote it would be fine they never draw their guns they They never draw guns she's She's in a pantsuit for God's you know how many pantsuits she had Matlock get get deep if anybody wants to get in a Netflix hole on a Saturday or a day off watch murder she wrote and just marvel at Angela Lansbury's pantsuits they are (laughs) Hillary Clinton got nothing on Angela Lansbury all right they are amazing But I mean, it, it was it was just so funny. I'm like, that totally makes sense when that off the former police officer was saying that. Absolutely. And then now what we're talking about when we, you know, when you see all these Marvel movies and DC comic movies, it's the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing where it's just like people don't get a balance. And I'm unfortunately, I think I feel a lot of Americans are fucking stupid and yeah. don't realize that, yo, this shit ain't real. You know that, right? I think that our general stupidity, uh, I think that it's not, we look at each other and go, they're stupid. But I think internally, it's more that we have been so trained to value our own self-interest that we seem dumb to other people when we aren't paying attention to them. So like, it's, it's, it's such radical selfishness that then it makes us dumb only because it limits our ability to interact with other people in our world and so when another person looks at that person goes they're dumb but it's only because that person has none of our interests in mind because they're so self-motivated and their self-interest is so contained and I feel like this is a training this has been a training program Facebook is all just self-interest look at me look at me what I'm doing is good look look at the things I'm doing and tell me I'm okay can someone please tell me I'm okay and can you like it would you like it same thing with Instagram the same thing with Twitter and that they're so big and vast and small children are using it and they're like value my every thought everybody value my every thought that's so scary to me I mean people you know, people kill each other now over likes, or people do kill themselves over oh, right. likes. I know that there's been suicide stuff. Yeah, people Facebook living their suicide. Yeah, that see, is, that, is that is so is, fucked up. Yeah. People, people committing crimes and posting it on Facebook sure. Live, yeah. not having the the. Th- yeah, the, common sense. Yeah, the wherewithal to go. That the fact the that you're going to this. get the, you're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. The critical thinking part of like, yo, if I post this shit. Because TV shows, people can get away with it. Movies, people can get away with it. This isn't, I know our presidents made this into reality show, but this shit is real fucking life. You know what? Maybe you're right. That's the whole thing is that once our, once our president, once our, this reality star became a president, basically what it's saying is that. We're all reality TV stars. Yeah, I've been knowing Every that. one of us is a star. Yes. Or a snowflake. But, I, but we're not. But exactly. You know what? I've always I've always thought my whole life was a big TV show. I have a theme song and everything. All right. And but I'm I go through different chapters, right? Sure. sure. And you go you go through I don't know, being a human and changing and developing right. and right. using critical fucking thinking. Well, and it's the moment that you realize, or I think some people still haven't figured this out yet. I remember writing it down when I was like 15 or 16 in, in one of my diaries. And it was that I, my mind was blown because I like came to the realization that everyone else's thoughts and decisions are as important to them as mine are to me. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Like that. I'm that I'm not the center of the universe. No, was a mind blowing thing. And I realized that 
you can create a world around yourself of your own creation. And I, I try to do that, but then it's, you have to somehow touch base with reality. And every once in a while, someone has to say that, you know, you're a pretentious know-it-all and you really need to calm the fuck down. But that has to happen from a person that you trust before, you know, otherwise <laughs> you so go like, otherwise, right. Cause I, I do mine in private. I don't like people to know. Oh. I secretly have it. It's a Truman show really in my head. There you go. It is. Well, but that's, that's there's scary. a difference. That's, yeah. There's a difference in the Truman show because what happens in the end? He gets out of the dome. Yeah. <laughs> oh exactly. my god, the dome. <laughs> right? Get out of your dome. Get yo. out of your dome, yo. And stop saying woke cuz everyone's still asleep. Well, and you know what? That's that's interesting. What if I mean the, the Truman show is a metaphor that it could be we're all but we because all those people really truly they're not working for him, they're working for the show. Yeah. They're working for Ed Harris. Back right. to Westworld. What a Westworld. great actor. Uh, but we get so metaphorical. What was the what was the dumb song that you were gonna play earlier that's supposedly oh, a terrible oh, yeah. can we so play that? Going going back to uh, something Swir- circling around the drain. Yeah. So we earlier we were talking about uh, this YouTube fucking clown uh nicole arbor who by the way is notorious for doing horrible she did some fat shaming videos and got oh yeah she's kind of a cunt she's a skinny bitch you can't make fun of fat people exactly um so she she redid the white girl supposedly woman's edit of this is america which people have panned um let's see we'll we'll let you listen to it we'll see if there's a commercial on it yeah we'll just press it and everything will work press it and it works we'll just see if there's a commercial or not they probably have a commercial on it do you have a com- oh, oh no, they don't we just want to be pretty yeah. pretty that's the goal uh-huh. we just want his money get him and be whole why we even trying? Don't deserve a raise. Want my boss to hit it? Live a life this way. We just wanna be pretty. Pretty, that's the goal. We just want his money. Get a man be whole. This is America. Don't catch you climbing up. Don't catch you climbing up. Cause don't get you slipping up. Hey, come on. This is America. We'll say North America. Look how we living now. Uh-huh. The boys could be tripping now. This is America. Mm-hmm. Got rape in my area. Mm-hmm. You got a drain? Yeah. The roofies got into oh, your cuz. Hey, this is America. Yeah. Don't catch you climbing up. Uh-uh. Don't catch you climbing up. Cause they'll get you hoeing up. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crew a hoe, what's your pet? Yeah, yeah. You got an idea? Yeah, yeah. Don't make it without hey. you, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too bold like yeah, yeah. We're all too old like yeah, yeah. We're not allowed to age like What, what the fuck? Uh-huh. That pit will take care of ya. Yeah. 
Look how I'm spitting truth out. I'm so trendy. Yeah, I wear Fendi. Yeah, I'm so sexy. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, watch me move. Yeah, these are my titties. That's my tool. I'm being childish. Gambino. This shit's fire. But you knew though. Get a man, get a man, get a man. Make a fan, make a fan, make a fan. I gotta give up my dreams. Rather be the Taliban. Not sure everyone's gonna get the Taliban line. I was referencing the female fighters who've been kicking the Taliban's butt, and then I, I wouldn't want to be the Taliban because then I get my butt kicked. Anyways. All right. Uh, oh, wait, so oh, there's more. One, two, three, get down. You're just a woman in this world You're just a ballless girl You're just a villain if you're strong Love or ambition is wrong No one believes you Just stop trying You're a bitch But you're weak if you're crying uh, Alright! Oh, I mean... That was painful that Well, was pain okay oh, that I was mean, painful that was so I like what she was. I was like that. I like that she tapped at the end because she's actually quite talented as a tapper. Um, and I, it's just, did it need a parody? I don't know. I feel like no. I feel like that could have been a song about feminism, and it was a good song about feminism. And I got what song. she was doing, but the problem was that the lyrics, not the, the copying. What he was doing was like, I mean, I. I I like her impetus to be a feminist, and that's great. She's not a feminist. You, the thing is, if you watch her other videos... But um, she, so she's just playing on what people are into <laughs> right now. So she's like, I'm not a feminist, but I'm going to do a feminist thing because it's popular. Yeah, right. So much. Well, but that's what it kind of looked like. And But the, the other thing is, a lot of people were employed in that video. A lot of great dancers. So like, I can appreciate this video on a different realm in that that employed no. a lot of people that was and they were good dancers she was at the tap at the end was good no. it was very sad when she was doing that um that moonwalk thing no. i think i just i didn't i don't think that it needed to be a parody video it, 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 i feel like she could have but it was i mean they put it out really fast and it was terrible it was god awful. I had to. I think hide Childish Campinos is good. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing I had to watch. I hide my face. It's embarrassing to watch as a feminist, but I'm glad that it, she's at least putting it out there for the masses, no. and then they can see that she should have kept that shit to herself. <laughs> Fuck no. And first of all, okay, I'm just gonna correlate the tap dancing to the fact of okay, whose video and whose art form and whose platform and what's the song about? Well, but, and she, I know she didn't reference that it was. I mean, it was almost racist you, of her you, to. Why are you gonna tap dance when this? And you know, see, this is this is the part when white people sometimes don't realize, or maybe she did, I don't know, but don't realize the correlations to what you're doing. Right, the moonwalk is the, right. No, but in the tapping, yeah, it's 
traditionally did, it, she didn't mention racism at all she went into feminism but the original song about this is america is really about deep-seated racism that exists and what's been going on and so doing a parody of that almost cheapens the original form and it's almost like a racist statement because it's this is her <laughs> racist feminism i'll show you this one too so this is the one that she did two years ago she got she was even on the view this this bitch is she's not she's very funny. pretty yeah well she's a supposedly she's a comedian actress model blah 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 sure sure so but yeah let, yes, we'll see how much more feminist we'll she is the now the fat shaming oh god oh this is gonna be Kisha hair today you don't know if this is hairspray or semen. Dear fat people. Ah, some people are already really mad at this video. What are you gonna do, fat people? What are you gonna do? Wait, what, what are you gonna chase me? Really? You're gonna chase me? It's gonna be like fucking Frankenstein. I can get away from you by walking at a reasonable pace. Frankenstein, not so fast. Zombies have apparently gotten faster. I watched like three episodes of The Walking Dead and not being slow myself in the brain, realized that every single episode is exactly the same. Oh no, they need something, but it's all the way over there. Where the zombies are? Fat shaming is not a thing. Fat people made that up. That's the race card with no race. Yeah, but I couldn't fit into a store. That's discrimination. Uh, no, that means you're too fat and you should stop eating. Everybody just needs to make more sense. There's a race card, there's a disability card, there's even a gay card because gay people are discriminated against, wrongfully so. The gay card is covered in glitter. It's fucking magical. Are you gonna tell the doctor that they're being mean and fat shaming you when they say you have fucking heart disease? I'm not talking about people who have a little bit of cushion for the pushing. And if there's people watching this with a specific health condition, this is not aimed at you. I'm talking about the 35% of North Americans who are obese. That means you are so fat, you are affecting your own health. Big boned isn't a thing. How stupid do I look? Don't answer that. There are no fucking skeletons that look like the Michelin Man. Fat shaming. Who came up with that? That's fucking brilliant. Yes, shame people who have bad habits until they fucking stop. Fat shaming. If we offend you so much that you lose weight, lose, lose weight, I'm okay with that. You are killing yourself. Yeah. I'll sleep at night. Maybe I'm a little jealous that you get to eat whatever you want. Obesity is a disease. Yeah, so is being a shopaholic. But I don't get a fucking parking pass. It would make a lot of sense if I did. I'm the one with all the bags. Fat people parking spots should be at the back of the mall parking lot. Walk to the doors and burn some calories. Why are we helping them? Wanna die quicker? Come this way. It's assisted suicide. Isn't it ironic that it's taking a blonde girl to explain shit? It's irony, right? I don't feel bad for you because you are taking your body for granted. If it were like a pack of Smarties, and you're like, you know what? Fuck this Smarty. You Smarty, fuck you. I'm gonna fucking mash you up. I'm gonna make you not good. I'm gonna throw you on the ground. That's okay because you got a bunch of other Smarties. You got one body. One. It has to take you all the way to the end. You get that? Good. Fuck you, Smarty. Oh my god, the hashtags. Body positive. If you want to be positive to your body, work out and eat well. That's being positive to your body. You really think if enough of you have Yeah, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Make it end. <laughs> It goes on for another four minutes. Yes. Like I guess you didn't you didn't get it in the first thirty seconds. Okay. I mean, she has a great boob job and her makeup is very pretty. Okay, we we fat shamed on here before. Yeah, I'm a we, sizist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you but know I don't do it on stage. Yeah, there's there's a time to quit, right? Yeah. That that video is six minutes. That's insane. and like that thirteen seconds. Long. Now by that point it's it's not funny. No, it's by not by that point. It's just mean. It's just, yeah, it's just mean. It's just mean. And it's just like, okay, like listen, I'm not in denial one there's a difference between fat people and obese people. That's number one. Yeah. And then number two, yeah, I, I am a sizes, 
but I could I need to lose some pounds myself you know I know that so but also too I I'm not gonna blast I wouldn't blast I wouldn't people. I wouldn't That's, blast out no I mean she's trying to be provocative and she has a stage to do it. it and she's trying to be controversial so you're doing it when oh, you create controversy you don't I mean you don't know which it's by doing a parody video you're basically I mean she going along with controversy I mean I mean the thing is she got exposed that's there's no bad publicity right yeah you know so but and the image but the image of her self that she's selling is shit that image I mean and it's but a lot of people like that they want they're like smart bitchy girl with good boobs and nice makeup tells me things I would like to duct tape that mouth (laughs) that's what I would like to do and that this is America it is. I, just, I, I I didn't see it from your through your eyes that uh, it, as a parody, it's basically I didn't it's basically even, a racist I didn't even, statement. I didn't even know. I didn't know who this bitch really was until yeah. that video came out, and blast. then everyone was just blasting her. And that video about the fat shaming thing came up, and then some of her tweets. She said one of her tweets said like, "I'm so sick and tired of hearing about slavery. Um, let's uh, see. Yep, got to hit you with that one." Boop. But let's talk about institutionalized racism, blah blah blah. I'm like, no, you have to talk about slavery. Right. I'm tired. In order to talk about you the, have the to way talk about that you talk about institutionalized racism is what it comes from, it, which is the concept that people are owned by someone else and that they don't have their self-worth. own free will. Right. Yourself. You don't. Your negative self worth. You have to. You're owned by somebody. Exactly. You don't get, you're not you get even to own human. your own. Right. You're not even human. You don't get to own your own choices. So let's let's yeah. Let's give them. Maybe a crumb. It's like Westworld, man. Those yeah. fucking robots. The ro- we exactly. owe them. We own the robots, but what if they're conscious? What if? And people used to think that people, people with dark or skin are. Or, or, I don't understand that. Like we're all humans. We have two eyes, two arms, fingernails, I toes. But because we're someone's a little bit darker, we're like, oh yeah, we own you. Like what? Or we're just gonna take your land. Fuck you. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. Land. Slice. Let's. Oh, you your don't believe. You don't believe in um, property uh, that you uh, people own. You don't believe in the concept of private property. Uh, we're just gonna. We're just taking your property, and we're, we're gonna, gonna privatize take- it, and we're gonna sell it to ourselves, and then sell it to other yeah, people. But here, here you go. Here's some. Here's a piece of land in the coldest part. Right. Here's some uh, smallpox yeah, blankets. Yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. Here's like some, some smallpox. Oh, here's a little yeah. bit of alcohol. Yeah, alcoholism. 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 Yeah. It's all good. I can't say alcoholism today. It's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And for some of those who don't understand where we're coming from, we're talking about indigenous people. Yeah. The real Americans. The real Americans. Because a lot of people. Seem to forget that that's who owns this land. Well, there was they don't believe in ownership, so they were cust- they were custodians of the land, yeah. you know. And then the white people came across and killed all the buffalo, Yay. ruining their entire food source. Exactly. Like, yeah, we got two out just here at Golden Gate. Just, oh yeah. <laughs> Are they the, the li- same type of buffalo? Exactly. Love it. Uh, I love it. I love it when people like, get out of our country. <laughs> That's some of the st- material that I've been like really writing on. Sure. It's just like, oh my God, this well, is so and it's, fun. It's the immigrants because when, when you were so... Now we say no immigrants, no immigrants. Illegal aliens. The, the majority of us came during multiple. Our families came during immigrant migrations. So when do we start? <laughs> when do we stop saying that? Like, okay, immigrants were cool as long as you've been in the country by 1931. Yeah, nineteen thirty-one. If you were in the country by nineteen thirty-one, it's cool. If you were there after, oh no, you're an immigrant. Or like even, <laughs> right? 
like immigrants who came white immigrants who came in like you know 1897 no problem Chinese immigrants that came in 1897 oh we gotta put an embargo on this no more they built the railroads they finished the work don't let them stay get them out of here they don't get to bring any of their get friends them out. They, they, they built the railroads they worked really hard for very little money and now get them the fuck out get them out no more no more no. they don't get to bring any family there's no Asians none of them they just they did the work for us and now they're gone or in the 1940s but they're not real. put them all in a camp right right yeah oh you've been here oh you've been here since 18 you know uh, 90 but and now and you owned a business and it you're in an internment camp and you're you have to you're sell your stuff American. pennies on the dollar and they just overtake people's businesses it was basically like the witch hunts where if you like women in the 1400s that owned property that weren't married or didn't have a dad like oh they're a witch and then they burn them and then they just steal their land and or their business or their whatever or so Mex- same thing or Mexicans in like you know before they took Texas and California right or- so but that's the thing is they were here so when we're talking about immigrants they were here first we immigrated on them <laughs> it's just <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can you please tell that story again? Because I don't think people. I don't get think it. Trump understands. Like, I, think, I don't think his followers. Well, but they understand. like he's a son of immigrants as well. But yes. it's that early white immigrants who are somehow better than other brown immigrants that came at the same time to America. To the well, land you, of free you, just, opportunity. you just said it yourself. It's like what you what you just say? Oh, uh, the white people who are immigrants uh, oh. are somehow more entitled yes to americanism uh, and to the dream of forwarding your own self-interests than brown than brown people yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my god speaking of that <laughs> and a local level prop e everybody we're going to be voting on june that's the 5th. smoking one right? and that's a smoking okay, one and it is so fucking that. racist let's it is so racist let's get into that oh Thank so you, no more menthols <laughs> no more flavored no more hookah no more hookah, no more nargila. So basically what you're saying is that people who are, it's a tradition, a Middle Eastern tradition, and you're saying that they're... Yeah, well, the hookah it bars. It doesn't hurt anybody. No, and there's hookah bars in my neighborhood. There's one right across the street, and there's like on the same block. And there's people this of Middle Eastern descent. They've been using it. That's a thing. It's a cultural thing, and other people get to enjoy it as well. And so, what what are we gonna do? We're just gonna be fucking racist? This is well this under is the guise of the children. It's for the, the children. Is, this is when this is when things get too liberal. This is when things I feel get really too liberal. Now, my boyfriend and I have been getting into a debate about this, and he almost won me over about the whole vape thing. Oh, uh-huh. because that I can totally understand. Because yes, from what I've heard and read, is some of these vape pens that do consist of tobacco are aimed toward like high school, middle school kids. The flavors, the flavor ones. Yeah, like right. gummy bears right. or exactly, which you know, is completely watermelon. Wrong. I get that. The menthol thing, I'm just like, wait, oh, stop. How, why is this even on the bill? Right, exactly. If, 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 if the thing right. is about the vapes, let it be about the vapes. Sure, sure. I don't I don't think, I mean, I think of old brothers just smoke. My dad smokes menthols, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the, the, and the hookah thing, come on now. So I feel like it's a racist, it's specifically a racist law. They're, they're tar- they know what their target market uh, market is. Yes, they know their demographic. Well, and it's the, darker. It's then, darker the, then the problem with that is but that... they use the kids. They use the kids. But people that have... I was reading some of the people who, who were opposing it, saying no. Um, they, their business is based off of alcohol cigarettes or corner stores so you're basically 
fucking with people's businesses. All the people that have opened like vape places and they have all the different flavors and you have to be 21 or 18 or whatever the fuck you have to be. They're following the laws and doing that and we as adults should be able to make that choice and to put it under the guise of helping the kids when it's really just racially motivated sucks. And I have no idea how it got there. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is just like, listen, I also say this. (laughs) This is terrible what I'm going to say. But if you're like 13, 14, 15 on your way to high school, Chances are you're gonna smoke cigarettes. I'm. I mean, that's maybe. I mean, I never smoked. I, I tried them when I was like 16, and I didn't like it. I and start, then I came back to it in college. I started but. smoking when I was 16. Okay. So, but I, I do. I, I can understand the vape thing. I can. T- I totally understand that. I do. I also. The but the thing is, I don't like the fact that I'm kind of siding with Philip E. Morris because oh. that is also who is for. Prop E, obviously, because that hurts their, their menthols, that hurts their business and what have you. But it's just so San Francisco this, proper. Yeah, I know, but it's Philip Morris, too, right. who is the devil that I'm... Ugh, I gotta wash myself. Well, like, I, kind of... I, I just have a problem with, why are we demonizing tobacco users? Why are we? Like why are we stigmatizing them? Because that's all that happens. Tobacco companies are big, and they want people to smoke, and they like it. But for some reason, in this city, we are continuing to stigma smokers. Now, I even think it goes on a deeper level. If you're in a car and you're driving and you're smoking a cigarette, I think you're more likely to get pulled over because person who smokes is seen as a bad person. So I think that cops and stuff, if you are, do the same maneuver. Smoking a cigarette versus not smoking a cigarette. I think that you are more likely to get pulled over because of the stigma on cigarettes. I because yeah, it makes us I, bad. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I I, I kind of see that because people get so finicky about cigarettes out here. And the thing is, like, I understand. I'm glad there's no smoking in bars. Yeah, Got me it. too. That's Got great. It. Great. I agree with that. Sure. Um, but I don't feel as if smokers should be chastised like that like the come yeah. on man yeah give the give the people the menthols leave the hookahs alone yeah it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a breakfast and, and a cigarette, cigarette all together too liberal and just like with the soda thing oh, with, soda. that was stupid too i was just I like i kind of agree with the soda thing because i don't drink soda and i and i don't I'm drink just, soda either but you know what i that's like to each their own I don't, care, I don't care that's it too, doesn't that's, affect me the, you know what they need to worry about they need to talk about the tampon tax <laughs> okay <laughs> you guys if you if you yeah. Guys are so worried about sodas and menthols. Let's talk about tampons. How come when women buy our tampons, why is it the tax higher than uh, than a lot of men's products? Interesting. Yeah, exactly. New York, I believe, last year uh, stopped. They stopped uh, the ta- the taxes on some of the, or on the tampons because there was a difference between women buying their products or women uh, uh, women's products being more expensive than men's products. Sure. So if that's but men don't need a lot of paper products. We really don't have like a but men shampoo. That's true. Uh, well, and, and paper products like I don't I don't use tampons because I don't want to shove cotton up there. And, and if I mean, I use my little recyclable right. pads the, or or the you know I used to use the moon cup. Wear tampons. I know so because you, they've been trained to be a I've part of the trained, paper industry. But but too if you if we if we want to talk if we want to get a real initiative or a real bill if you want to nitpick like that. Let's talk about tampons Absolutely. instead of some fucking menthol. God damn it, California! I know. Well, it's San Francisco specifically. Or, excuse me, San Francisco. So, and uh, speaking of San Francisco specifically, we have a mayoral race coming, and so I want to say some positive words about Amy Farrow Weiss. Uh, last night she was at the Sparcast, and I, 
there, peach rings were the product highlight of the night at Spark, and I got a vaporizer, and we were all nice. bagging the peach rings, and it turned my sausage fingers high, and I accidentally <laughs> deleted. Why is save and delete on right next to each other on the machine, on a touch screen? Why save and delete right next to each other? So sausage <laughs> fingers, Pam, after one of the best Spark casts ever with a mayoral candidate. Oh, no, oh yeah, oh, I deleted it. Oh, God, yeah, no. No, I didn't uh, save it at all. Oh, I saved no. it, and then I was trying to change it trying to change the words of it from untitled 19 to sparkast 522 and save and delete right next to each other and i just threw it away because i was so high because the peach rings are that good <laughs> so lesson learned not allowed to do vaporizers during my show because i so we're gonna but amy farrow weiss was there and she's a mayoral candidate and she's super amazing and she talked about cannabis equity uh you can check her out at weissformayor.com if you go to the league of pissed off voters she's actually listed number three as um, their endorsements for mayor, which is exciting. And she was voted number one uh, most underground mayoral candidate by the SF Weekly in their uh, Best Of magazine. So she was labeled. So she's a really great underground. Um, she, she's amazing. She's working with SOSs, which are... Uh, Single. It's like, it's like Single. single occupancy, but it's not. It's uh, safe, organized spaces. And... Basically, what she's done with the St. Francis Project, which you guys can go and donate to, is it gives questionably housed people a tiny home in this little... Basically, they've got this... Um, it, was, it was basically a parking lot behind their center on 15th and... Um, 15th and Mission. And so they have a parking lot. And so what they've created, and there's two of them right now, and they're trying to make more, are is these safe, organized spaces where they have their own little house with a door and a lock, and they have locking things for their stuff. And this one um, lady has a cat. And I watched the video online. But it's amazing because it's taking people and giving them transitory housing. So she was in a tent. And they interview her, and she says being in a tent for the first time on the street was one of the scariest things that she'd ever done. And she didn't think that was going to happen. And... Um, and so they got, so because of Amy Farrah Weiss starting this program, this woman, Coulter, um, who they interviewed, she has one of these organized safe spaces. And what they're trying to do is create these little houses because $30 million every year is spent by the city on cleaning Clean up. up homeless encampments. $30 million. That so instead of, instead of using $30 million for that, why aren't we building these encampments? Why aren't we finding, when you can build a tiny house for... $300, $400, and you have the space for them, and it's safe, and there's a bathroom, and there's people in the community that That's are happy about this. Else. Absolutely, there's bathrooms, and there's they have their own spaces. They, they're they all... It, it, the point is that they want to change their lives, and they want to move on, but you're giving them the opportunity. Uh, look it up. self Yes, because when you're living in a tent, how do you go from a tent to a $1,500 a month apartment? That is an insurmountable ladder. It is a hill and a ladder on it, and it's raining, and there's mud coming at you, and God hates you too. Like, there's no way to get... If you're in a tent on the street... And you want to live here, and maybe even you have to live here in San Francisco because maybe you are on parole and you can't leave the city. And there might be multiple reasons, but you're or here. You're, or you're working and your job's here. And you're, but you're still in a tent because yeah. you can't afford rent. So if you're already in that place, how do you go from there to, I mean, $1,500 for a studio is even like lowballing it. Good luck. It, right, exactly. So let's think about 2000 So it's like... There's a hill of sand and it has no ladders and you're just constantly climbing and then someone's throwing shit at you. 
that's got, where do, how do you how can you do it so anyways Amy Farrowweiss started this program and hopefully it'll grow and if she does get voted mayor these are the kinds of things um, that she wants to promote uh, and she has a list this was the other thing that she said last night that was so great I'm just giving her time because I really fucked her last night by not <laughs> by being so high and she wasn't she was like no I won't do a vape bag um, but we all did all oh, those peach rings you guys spark peach rings I'm telling you I it try is good it was talkative and high and super amazing so um we'll do weiss for mayor uh dot com let's see w-e-i-s-s-f-o-r you know where your vote is going primaries primaries are coming up the first week of june so i suggest everyone to get out and vote and shit yeah there's a lot of the only time really that we can affect changes on the city and the local level uh so this is what when you go to her website she's got Shape the mayor's race with our outcomes tracker tool. So basically she's saying is that whoever wins, these are the to-do lists. Because when we vote in another mayor, it's really only for a year. So we're actually getting a rare opportunity in San Francisco to be able to judge a new mayor by what changes can be made in a year. So we know there's a shit ton of problems. We know there's a lot of poo. We know there's a lot of questionably housed people. We know that there's housing issues that are in crisis. We know there's an opioid crisis. We know all of these things are happening. And we have the unique opportunity to vote someone in on June 5th who really doesn't have any corporate interests and uh, we get that opportunity and then in a year we get to see what they did and we get to judge them and vote them out if they and if they didn't do anything so here's the checklist that she's created Uh, number one transition 3,000 to 3,500 unhoused residents out of crisis conditions agreed Okay. Two, prevent, and that's in one year. This is what they should do. And they, I think they can do it. They Instead can make the, it happen. They can make it happen. If you take the $30 totally million dollars of cleanup and you put it into housing. You can totally do you that. You can do it. Especially when she already has the, the plan that's already been working. Uh, two, prevent tenis, tenant displacement by funding rent subsidies and eviction defense. You can do that too. That'd be great. Prioritize and finance new development with at least 50% affordable housing. They can fucking do that. You know how many buildings are popping up? Exactly. 50% affordable housing. Invest in unarmed programming to heal neighborhood crime at the root. That can happen. Unarmed programming. uh, Unarm the police. Disarm them. That ain't going to happen. But it could. It could. Because to heal neighborhood crime at the root. If we could talk to each other instead of having the opportunity to to pull guns. Police union. Well, and... Uh, manage DPW's budget more effectively in service to cleaner streets. That can fucking happen. Activate vacant units and store funds via new legislation and programming. Ooh, that would be great. That would be great. Because then people would be, then that would help Mutiny Radio because we're a storefront and they could activate us. They could continue to activate us with some grants and some things because we really do want to make this grow and it's just the money Coming isn't there. $35 million they clean up. Uh, yeah, right. Because this, this is a community resource. Support community resources. Uh, support the financing and construction of additional dwelling units that can all happen. right initiate a task force to locally regulate uber lyft and support taxi drivers that ain't gonna happen <laughs> well a task force so that here's here's my problem with uber and lyft i think that there's two problems here one that a lot of people outside the city are coming into the city to make money and i think that there should be a tax if you live in modesto if you live in berkeley if you live in richmond and you uber or lyft in the seven by seven city proper of san francisco i think that you should pay a 30 dollars a day tax because there are people who are living here and it is impossible to make a working wage and it's already difficult okay. with uber and lyft so i, I say if you're coming from far away 
that's one i i feel they need to flip that part i think they said they should urge lyft and uber to um give benefits to their workers and not have them as contract drivers Ooh. Well, but there's more things that need to happen than with that because they need to be trained then because the problem with Lyft and Uber drivers is they just mm-hmm. they just, they just double throw, park willy-nilly. They just throw anybody up in there. But they 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 illegally and that's the problem. If they're coming from Richmond or all these places, they have no idea how to drive in San Francisco and they're yeah. illegally double parking and they put their blinkers on wherever they want. There's buses going. They're going the wrong way down one-way streets. They're fucking idiots. They're stopping on a corner when people are trying to turn. They are there ruining needs, downtown. I think there needs I totally agree with the fact that there needs to be more training absolutely because a lot of drivers that i do get now are from sacramento san jose have no have idea. and the fact of the matter is like and then also they need to screen who the fuck they're hiring yeah they're they should put that in the initiative of like because fuck tech i'm sorry fuck the taxi drivers here they have been the worst they they have not because they were resting game. on their laurels there and the fact that they matters, didn't think they could be taken over well motherfucker well i i don't honestly this has been the worst taxi service ever. Well, now ever. it is because they're they're in ever. because Uber and Lyft. They would Anyways, never. They so would. there's a lot surrounding Uber and Lyft, and at least right. she's talking about it. Ensure the central Soma plan doesn't lead to tech boom displacement 3.0. Fair enough. Link local hiring to SFUSD, CCFS. SF and SF state students and graduates. Ooh, that's nice. Link local hiring to our school system, to our community system, and to SF state. I love that. That's I don't that's think cool. That's fair. Does that is that for for San Francisco proper? It just says link local hiring to people who go to school here. I mean, that's basically or what she's Bay saying. Or Bay Area. Um, I mean, but if you go to SF state, that's you're here from wherever you are. But it's like you once you get out, having an opportunity to have a job here. That's basically what they're saying. Because like there's those together. people in Oakland that work at those places so what about those folks i don't know you can't see that's that's but that's i mean she's but she the thing is that she's the mayor of san francisco fuck oakland yeah well. or she wants to be the mayor Sorry. uh support environmental justice for bayview hunter point residents okay i live there yeah I, I live there and yes i get tired of all the the shrubs in our neighborhood being avoided and we we as the people actually are beautifying our own neighborhood cool without the hands of city hall what have you but there's a lot of toxic waste there too that now oh got you, yeah up. hunter's point yeah. they're cleaning that up now because they're putting up those half million dollar condos right what have right you, right which could be affordable housing 50 percent well. should be yeah exactly yeah at but, least yeah uh, support, this is the last one, support equity businesses and compassion programming for cannabis industry. Yay! So basically, when we were talking yesterday about Spark and the cannabis industry, she was very interested in and wants to be interested in. Uh, there's a commission on cannabis consumption in San Francisco, and they're the ones that issue the licensing for various new businesses. And so she's interested in keeping things local and also people who have had opening up business licenses for people who have been incarcerated for marijuana offenses. Meaning, if you were in jail because you were selling marijuana, then you should be able to get a license to sell marijuana because you were good at it back in the motherfucking day. <laughs> right? And so it, sh- why? it should be off your record. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. So, and there's a way now with California that you go through and you can expunge it off your record. Once it's expunged, then you can go through um, the Cannabis Coalition and, and get your but there should be help in that too. But I, I agree, and I, I kind of see where she's coming from with the fact of like you could, for example, try to keep you know people who want to own like dispensaries here rather than some 
rich millionaire that comes from Colorado coming over here and building a business. Exactly. So or Marlboro I, coming in and exactly. saying, now we own every, we we're going to, because right. they have the money to put behind right. it. So it's saying people start in our neighborhoods, pop, yeah, start here, start here. Right. And then open it up. And that's one of the laws too, that when we voted on the recreation, recreation, anyways, of marijuana, we all agreed that big business isn't allowed in for five years. That's I. Totally so it's agree like with that. keeping that up and dealing with that. Yeah, keeping it local. So uh, that's Amy Farrah Weiss, <laughs> and you guys, you get you get opportunities coming up. So on June fifth, and it's interesting. You vote one, two, three for mayor. You get to actually have three choices. Jane Kim, London Breed, and Mark Leno's pretty great too. Oh. First openly gay um, mayoral candidate, and uh, he's been a senator. He's a great guy. He's, he's lived in the city for over 40. He's had a sign business in the city for over 40 years. Um, he's been openly gay. He's been doing lots. I mean, we really have some great choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm, My vote's with London Breed. Yeah, and I love London Breed, too. I, 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 I mean, she's amazing, and she's local. She grew up in the Fillmore. She has direct um, first-hand experience. Her younger sister yeah. died from an op opiate, opiate overdose. So she's really interested in safe injection sites and in cur curing and healing the major opioid crisis that we have in this city. And I also think she has a heart for people that live here because she's lived here. Right. And she gives a fuck about Muni because she's ridden hey. Muni her whole life. <laughs> so you. it's great. I mean, I really love that it's, she's you, local. You got cho actually choices. <laughs> no, we have all legitimate choices. You have Mark Leno, who's a great guy. You've got London Breed. She's great. She was the interim mayor for a minute. Uh, she's been the and president of the board of supervisors. Horribly. There's, there's just, she's, she's completely qualified and really, really great. Also, Jane, Jane Kim. Kim. Also completely qualified and really, really great. And any of these choices. She's got a lot of money behind her, though. Right. Well, yeah. So I and I noticed the different neighborhoods too that have Jane Kim size yep, are mostly yep. a little bit more affluent. Sure. Mm, I mean, I'm, we're all gonna that that's the thing is San Francisco, go out and vote and we yeah. get to make these choices. And it's gonna be really interesting. I myself am a huge Amy, Amy Farrah Rice fan, but also because I mean I wrote, voted for Ralph Nader every time I could. I still <laughs> write him in. Like I don't give a fuck. I know he's gonna be dead and I'll still be writing Ralph Nader. <laughs> yeah, he's still like right. So I'm gonna I mean because I have like socialist roots and so I I'm, you know, going to vote for Amy Farrell Weiss only because she talks about things that are really important to me and she's lived here and done it. And she has a master's in organizational and social planning. So, she, you know, community she, organizing. Community, yeah. So she's great. You got to start somewhere. So Whoa. Weissformayor.com. Go check her out. And again, um, she was supposed to be on the SmartCast and I'm so sorry that I, I, that peach rings. Try again. Try again. Try again. Try again to get her on. Oh, I will. I tried to get her on today at four and she's like, I'm busy. And I'm like, I'm such a jerk. She's campaigning. But I'm going to keep you. Of course she is because we're coming down to it. And she's an important human being. She also is working for this big St. Francis coalition trying to help. She's trying to help people all the time. She's really a I'm unique individual. And even when the race ends, use her checklist and go through it. Actually see if any of that ha happened. And measure what they say against what we have, a, again, a really unique opportunity in the city right now to to test our leaders mm -hmm. and see if they for a year yeah they see, gotta get like no get sleeping that shit together no sleep no sleep till brooklyn no, no sleep till brooklyn. but if if we could get i mean really 3500 people in crisis 
housing situations into it, it could just, easily just, happen we're the richest we we have look so how much we're in silicon fucking valley we're san from fucking cisco like the and money still, is here it's it's here but why do we gotta step on shit i don't get it i don't uh, understand yeah. that shit literally speaking of I shit the, i wonder how our, our racist candidate is doing what's his oh name oh god <laughs> Uh, What's his name? Do- Grund, something. Grund. D- Don <laughs> Grundy? Grundquist or Don Grundrich, something. I can't even remember. I wonder how how he's doing. I really, that guy is the worst. <laughs> I don't know why I just had well, mentioned him. Yeah, no, it's fine. Grundman, I think that Grundman, was his name. That's what it was. Well, because because <laughs> it's so unrealistic be, and crazy. Well, and. Because that's the way our system works is that anybody can run. And uh, I hope that people that want to lead are doing it for altruistic reasons and to help people. But <laughs> some are just batshit crazy. I, I, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, guys, do a little research online and, and, and vote it out, vote it up. And uh, that would be great. Do some homework. Do some homework. Critical thinking. I know, critical thinking. Oh my we God, that's circled so around the drain today with the critical I thinking. Know. Full circle. Full circle. Hey. Yeah. With Steve Poggi too. Yeah, that was really great to have Poggi on. It's nice to always talk to him every once in a while because... It sounds like he's doing really well and healthy. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess he doesn't have time to drink excessively if he's I at, know. Uh, if he's working that hard. And studying math. And studying, yeah. <laughs> Mad math. Math. Mad math. Yeah. Oh, is that Carmen Sandiego? No, uh, Mad Math is on timstestrack.com and it's like an alien that teaches oh. you how to do use math to save your universe. Oh, uh, go to timstestrack.com. Episode 17 of Jane 6 is up there. So 17 episodes, Jane 6. What? Yeah, I know. It's getting good. Um, I haven't read any. It's, it's, good. it's a good story. No, it's okay. They're short, but um, it's a fun, it's sci-fi feminism in the future. So if anybody likes to read... Uh, go to and it's I mean it's smutty it's smutty feminist sci-fi I actually know Tim's yeah Tim's com. uh Jane Six is the name of that story and uh it's crazy the UTIUD are living in her uterus they've got a plan Humberto Genesis is there they gotta take him over it's gonna be it's some exciting stuff happening in episode 17 so I hope you guys catch up oh I got something to plug really yeah absolutely um so check it out so this Friday um uh, in Bayview, a friend of mine, uh, she owns uh, Urban Farm Girls. Oh, um, so basically, she you know she does landscaping and what have you. So she's having a free happy hour, um, which you should come after when you're done with everything, because it starts at six and I believe it goes till midnight. Wow, or what have you in the Bayview? And she is on address 1584 Wallace Avenue 1584 Wallace, Wallace Avenue, Avenue. I might Bayview. be DJing later Ooh. the drunk hour and it, it, you know what the easy way down there would be the T train, train or the yeah, 24 the, the third street line all, all yeah. the majority of the bus lines end in Bayview sure so. sure the 19 will the 19 get the me 19, there yeah the Sweet. 19 so y'all should come on down Pam you should go. Yeah, tell us the dates again. Uh, it is uh, actually this Friday. Oh, this Friday. This, yeah, this after Friday. I wrap up. Yeah, can... so it's from 6 to midnight. Yeah. Sweet. Y'all come down. You hear? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to the AltaCast. Uh, thanks again, Latoya. It's no, great to you. have you be feeling better. Blech. And uh, yeah, this has been this has been AltaCast. Thanks again, Steve Poggi, for calling in. Thank you, Poggi. Coming up next, we have some Call Me Tim with special guest Lawrence I- Isbell, comedian, fellow old person. And uh, <laughs> hey, enjoy all things Mutiny Radio.
got a heart by it. This oh, one. Yeah. Labor and Love? Uh, no, uh, Festival Breaker. It has a heart by it. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. 
with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff,